0: You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, at CFRC, 1019 FM, Queen's University Campus. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I don't know. I was about to say an episode number but we never do that on this show.
1: God only knows what episode we're on.
0: We figured it out um cuz somebody mentioned it um and we did figure out that it was I think we're somewhere in the 70s now.
1: Well, did you used to when you uploaded them you added a number?
0: Yes, I stopped doing that. So, okay. It got so much that I was like, well, I don't want to And then keep you have like this.
1: episode 30 point one because there might have been extra content. yeah yeah and
0: every time we do a little extra thing which I'm still hoping to do a little extra Star Trek Picard thing soon like how do you quantify that because it doesn't go on CFRC but it still goes out as the podcast so is that a point5 is it just a special thing that doesn't count but while we're talking though I can quickly look it up because I'm pretty sure if you go on like iTunes or, or something, like whatever
1: the streaming services yeah
0: I'm sh- pretty sure it numbers them
1: good point plug to let our listeners know that we're available on all podcast streaming platforms as far as i know
0: yeah apple stitcher google i don't know what else if you're, is out if you're there. listening to something
1: <laughs> if you're using a different Spotify, platform i don't know we're weird. out there
0: everywhere yeah we're, we're all over the place um so, so this is episode 80 oh we've had 79 episodes including all our, like, extras and stuff. 20 so this more is the to the 100. Yeah, which we guess we should do something for that. Probably. Not a clip show, though. But I knowing that. us, I that. Will it. we will miss we'll We'll forget, and then we'll be like, oh, this is episode 101. So
1: whoever is our most studious listener, please keep track and let give us, us know some maybe warning. two weeks <laughs> yeah, in give advance. give us a two-week
0: warning and then remind us the week before, and then we'll try to do something special for our 100th episode. But, yes, yeah. this is episode number eighty. Wow, and it's it's all about Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: Who knew? And
0: Taylor reviewed it. <laughs> <laughs> a double. Who hey, you knew? got me last week reviewing movies where people were like, "This isn't a Mike movie." Yeah, so, it's, so
1: it shows we are multifaceted people.
0: Yeah, and you or, cannot pigeonhole us. No, no, or we just do this poorly. Yeah, and we don't plan yeah. enough. You know, it's one of the two. too. We also have a lot of fan questions actually to kick today off, which is great. Yeah. Um, some of them are again are long. I, I people have decided. I don't know if he started teaching a course, but Tyler the Tyler Vance <laughs> School of Email Writing has uh has a lot do, of people. He's
1: got to do something when he's stuck on well, the subway. Well, he
0: might be still trapped there. Yeah. He Didn't email this week, so he might still be trapped there. So if you're worried about Tyler Vance,
1: write it right in. Let us know.
0: I'm, I say this because I know no one will write in, and I, I hope to make a big point of this next week if I remember. Nobody cares if Tyler's still stuck because nobody care. wrote in. We care. I, He's fine. <laughs> he's obviously – he was not – he was – If he if that was the last thing he did was write us an email question, I mean, come
1: on. He
0: got out. (laughs) Like, if he has internet access, he's fine. Um, So our first question comes from Riley, who writes and says, Hi, Screening in Kingston. I'm really enjoying the show, and I really like your movie comments. Do you have any favorite movies from when you were a kid that you still love
1: today? Thank you. Riley must be a new listener. New listener. Um, I just get the sense because – I've talked about my favorite movies from childhood a lot, mm-hmm. and they remain on my top list.
0: They now these all remain there. These are these are you still love them today? Yeah, your the Secret favorites. Garden. Yeah,
1: um, Gone with the Wind. I've liked for a very long time.
0: Would you say that like as a kid though you liked that? Like even when you were younger, you you enjoyed that movie.
1: I watched a lot of movies with my Baba, who mm-hmm. is for l- new listeners that was my grandma, um, and she didn't really like. Filter the movies we mm, I watched. remember this
0: conversation, yes.
1: So, like, we just watched whatever Baba was watching. Right. So, like, Gone with the Wind, Sound of Music, which were, like... Well, Sound of
0: Music, yeah. Those are,
1: like, I don't know. Gone with the Wind, I think, was considered, like, a family movie. Like, my mom saw it in the movie theaters when she was...
0: I mean, it was definitely not, like, a rated R movie. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a...
1: So, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. Like, I watched Pretty Woman probably much too young and it was at my <laughs> yeah, baba's house I, I have a few of those movies yeah where i definitely watched something i don't know if it's just young. like you know she's european she lived through a war just like whatever <laughs> so like, whatever these films you can't know hurt her. an eight-year-old can watch a movie about a prostitute who cares so um cleopatra and gone with the wind were like two movies that we watched a lot at my baba's house growing up and i wouldn't say cleopatra's on like my top 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 list, but it's certainly a movie that i still mm-hmm. very much enjoy and love and yeah. would be on like my top 50 um so yeah but uh the secret garden definitely like that has been a movie that is like a touchstone yeah. for me
0: yeah i remember when i was really 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 young um like not like super like obviously not extremely young but young young enough still that it it was very very young like less than 10 oh for sure i we would watch these western movies that my parents had like taped and recorded and i remember watching those over and over again and and really enjoying them and and 10 commandments i can still like i don't even think i've seen 10 commandments in 20 plus years but i can still because we watched it as a kid Mm -hmm. enough and so much that i can still see images in my mind even though like i have not seen it recently um so ten commandments and and like a lot like how the west was won and Rio bravo and like basically john wayne movies Mm -hmm. we would watch quite a bit um and then like other like favorites maybe like kid movie favorites i really like the mighty ducks movies and i still like them today despite their strangeness Um, they were the the mighty ducks hockey movies they were they were a big favorite Um, i remember my mom
1: made me give away she didn't make me but like we had we had we've always been like a movie house so we had a ton of vhs's yeah and i think my mom i don't know if it was like a boyfriend's son or whatever but there was like a little boy and my mom was like okay like Give him your boy VHSs. And one of them was Mighty Ducks. Oh. Hercules, Mighty Ducks. Hercules,
0: also a good one. So
1: this random kid... Has
0: your VHSs. Yeah. Ugh, whoever that kid is. And
1: they're probably worth a million dollars. Probably.
0: That's <laughs> how the world works. Everything old is new again.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, definitely yeah. like
0: the Mighty Ducks were good. And and I, like, I think of cartoons like Hercules and Aladdin mm-hmm. are probably my favorites from what I can remember. Yeah. I have a hard time remembering things from Again, when I was young, but I, I can remember those for Riley,
1: sure. if you're a new listener, Mike often references his poor memory. Yeah. So. So many times. Yeah. Terrible memory. Um, it's his scapegoat for when he doesn't want to answer a question. <laughs> no, it's. I can't the, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Whatever. Joking. I'm
0: joking. <laughs> Also, just a note on VHS is we used to tape episodes of star trek so we would have like tons of vhs's of like every episode of all the tv series of star trek because that's how i used to watch it before they were streaming like now it's on netflix and even crave like has every episode from every star trek series we would tape them as they come on and then i could rewatch them over and over again
1: i think my original vhs of nightmare before christmas was, was a, a tape was a tape i think
0: i think that was the same for like <laughs> Our original, like a couple movies. I can't remember. Like certainly all these westerns I brought up, but there was other movies that I would watch over and over again, but it was taped.
1: The original the original bootlegging. Like the original yeah, yeah. uh illegal downloading. But
0: really it was like it was on TV and you just recorded it. You just like it's only legal if you try to sell it. That's I what guess. makes it illegal. That's what technically makes it. That's what the law says. You can record like, it's the same, like, as a, a, a TV As long as something. you don't share As long distribute. as you don't share and distribute, because that's against
1: the law. Yeah, I want to say Nightmare Before Christmas. There was, like, one we watched a lot. Maybe Wizard of Oz. Yeah, And that was taped. Yeah, yeah. like, one of them was, was definitely. Yeah.
0: And yeah. the old, it, like, you could still, like, I can remember commercials, too, from, like, these old toy commercials or whatever else would come on. Especially Christmas. I think we had a lot of Christmas stuff taped. And there would all be the Christmas commercials in between. You things.
1: gotta do what you gotta do. It was the 90s.
0: Uh next question comes from Josh. So full disclosure, I know Josh. Okay. And Josh uh warned me. Josh is a friend of mine and warned me questions were coming in. So he has like three pretty specific questions for okay. me and one extremely generic question but kind of difficult question for
1: you that's nice of him though <laughs> so, to be like
0: yeah he threw one in for you but thanks. it's also it's both like pretty general but like pretty like i don't know it's gonna be a hard i don't All know right. if you're gonna be, I to not be able it, anyway. to answer so josh says oh hey yeah i have a lot of questions number one how dare you and that's from the office season four episode 15 i actually found that clip and we'll play it now of questions. Number one, how dare you? Anyway,
1: that was the clip. Is it's it Mindy in Kaling. regard to card? No, or was it, he re- so was he referring to?
0: He's referring to this Mindy Kaling in the clip that I that I just played. Um is is says this to her to Ryan. Do you know the office at all? Yeah. Okay, so Ryan has just been promoted to the position of I think he's like supervisor or so, he's something above like corporate position right. and he <laughs> he basically comes back and is trying to give a presentation but everyone's being ridiculous and Minnie Kaling used to date him so her character is like upset mm-hmm. and so he's like if you just if you have any questions for me you can ask them but like let's leave personal stuff out of the room and she says yeah I have a lot of questions how dare first, you? First, first of number all, number one, how dare you? And then, the okay, man, so that he's just making he's a joke. He's just making a got joke. It, he's got it. that. He's not got actually it. asking us. He doesn't realize. I thought that fans was... have asked us these types of questions. Yeah, that's why I'm
1: like, what's he referring I know, to? What's like, he mad at? How,
0: how dare you? Like, Josh doesn't realize we've gotten questions like, "Who do you think you literally, are?" Literally, literally. The, the entire question was, "Who do you think you are?" Um, so his first real question. Uh, Michael, could you please recount the tale of your first viewing of The Greatest Showman for the audience? So there's a story with that. Um, okay, so yeah, I went I went with him and other people to see The Greatest Showman. You, 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 did you see The Greatest Showman?
1: No, but you talk a lot about it on the—weirdly. It comes like. up you a lot. You talk about yeah. it a lot. <laughs> okay,
0: so The Greatest Showman <laughs> is about the first-ever circus, and it's actually about a group of people— Who have some sort of physical abnormality that makes them united in like it's all about what's inside, not outside, right? They they would have
1: once been referred to as the freaks.
0: They're correct. That's okay. correct. And that's – the idea is – so P.T. Barnum was a real person, played by Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He goes around and collects these people, makes the, the circus, and says, people are laughing at you anyway. Why not make some money and make it, like, thrilling? It'll be amazing. Um, P.T. Barnum was also a horrible person. But anyway, we'll get back to he that later. He
1: was a good uh, marketer, though. Yeah, yes. He great. Make great, money. great
0: marketer, but he killed six whales and and literally dissected a human in front of people. Okay, but anyway.
1: But not in the movie. No,
0: no, 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 no. He's played off as a real hero in this movie. But anyway, so the, the story – that what Josh is referring to is – about midway through the movie, you meet Zac Efron's character.
1: Who, Didn't even know he was in this movie. Yeah, Zac
0: Efron's in it. He's basically a playwright who's struggling, who Hugh Jackman wants to recruit to be involved in this because mm-hmm. he sees potential right. in him. So he Zendaya is also in this movie. You know, From Zendaya? the Spider Man. From movies. the Spider Man movie. So yeah. Zendaya is playing. She's
1: gonna be. She's not the new Catwoman, is she? No. 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 I'm no. thinking That's, of um, yeah. I'm just conflating two people.
0: No, like, yeah. But anyway, so Zendaya plays this, This, I guess she's a, I can't remember if she's like, she does like acrobatics with her brother or something. Like that's okay. what they do. They're acrobats. Yeah. So about- Like mi- Robin yeah. in the- Yeah. So, so you, it's already like 45 minutes of this movie until you even meet Zac Efron. And then they they start to, to fall in love.
1: Okay. But
0: people keep giving him weird looks for like holding her hand and all this stuff. And th- like I'm struggling as to why. Like, I'm like, okay, the bearded lady has a beard. There's this dude with a mustache Well, so I didn't understand what his problem was, but he has a third leg. But anyway, you don't find that – you don't, like, see it, and he's not anyway. – but all these characters have something. Like, right. there's the wolf man, and the person's got, like, tattoos all over his body. So
1: are you thinking, like, are they just being racist? Well, okay, like so, interracial... this, so this is what's funny.
0: <laughs> well, funny-ish. I – it, it isn't until a little bit later in the movie, like I'm telling, you like an hour and a half in this movie, I'm still like, "What is You're the stumped. problem? Why is everyone have such a big problem with these two like gorgeous people who want to date? Like I don't get it." And then finally, someone makes a derogatory slur against her racially, and I go, "Oh, Zendaya's
1: black."
0: <laughs> didn't like just didn't register right. because the movie was so focused on on this one thing i completely like it just you thought
1: like she must have a tail yeah
0: honestly i was like where's her tail like what is going like there, she must have something but like again where the time of place of that movie was set they they were trying yeah. to make like a point the right 1930s it. so i made I the assume. yeah i made the mistake of telling josh and all these people after who i was with and they were like what is wrong You're with so you dumb. but like i just the movie first of all did not set up that whatsoever. And I just wasn't thinking in that mindset. I was focusing on the things they were showing me. So I was like, yeah, where's her tail? Where's her whatever? Like there's something clearly. But yeah, apparently that's it. She's black.
1: Sometimes that all—that's all it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> and I just
0: like I wasn't there. And so Josh's uh, famous line to me, which I will always remember, is he said, "I really want to see Twelve Years a Slave with you because you'll be so freaked out as to what's going on." Why are they we, so <laughs> mean to like, that? What man? is happening here? Yeah. So that was my—that's my story about viewing the greatest showman.
1: Great.
0: Uh, Josh continues to say, "What is your opinion on proper pre-movie movie bathroom trip etiquette? When is too late to go to the washroom before a movie?"
1: We talked about this a little bit. We did. So. Is that why he's asking? He's like asking. He wants like. He's
0: asking because he used to bother. We well, used to do these movie nights. He's oh, part of my group. Oh, is the friend who yeah. on purpose. On purpose. I've, I've mentioned him on this yeah. show. On purpose, he waits until the end of the last preview, like literally 30 seconds before the movie is going to start. He gets up, walks out, goes to the bathroom, comes back in and sits down. And it really bothers me. I think you go before the previews start.
1: I agree. Before the
0: lights go down to, to mid. Because they go down to like halfway. Yeah. Before that point, you go to the bathroom.
1: My rule is 10 minutes before the movie is set to start, which means trailers, um, I go pee.
0: So so Josh, you heard it here. 10 minutes before the movie starts. Our movie podcast thinks you're going to the bathroom way too late. I think like obviously
1: you're a human. If there's a bathroom emergency, you got to go. But just know you're going to piss off everyone around you.
0: And for a lot of people, that could be a problem. Uh, Not for this gentleman. Josh can just hold it for two yeah, hours. Okay. He has so that ability. There are no bathroom He's doing emergencies. it to bother yeah. certain people. Not, not I'm getting nice. worked up and he's not even here. Anyway, moving on. Uh, and then the last question for My me stumper. is. My stumper. Would you. This one's for me. Oh, one sorry, more for me and sorry. then for you. Would you ever watch a whale documentary? What if it was in 3D? He knows I'm, a, I'm afraid of whales. So he's asking <laughs> me that. So no, I wouldn't watch. I guess I would watch a whale documentary. I'm not afraid of whales on screen. I'm afraid of whales in real life for various reasons fair. They're massive.
1: Yeah, they could eat you.
0: And they also used to have legs, but anyway, that's a story for another time. Uh, this question for you, Taylor. Got it. Since a lot of these have been directed at Michael, what's your favorite movie, why, and could you write a five-page essay properly citing and explaining why it's your favorite?
1: My favorite movie, <laughs> referring to the first answer, would probably be The Secret Garden. Like, and of all
0: time, The Secret Garden would have to be number one for me. I think you. it's,
1: like, an easy, like, if someone was, like, you know, like, you're on a first date and someone says, what's your favorite movie? It's your go-to. It's, it's like, my go-to. Okay. And, like, I'm very confident yeah. saying that. Like, it's not me, like, cheaping out. Like, I it really stands the test of time for me. Could I write five pages? Well, I wrote... Um, a PhD so I wrote like 300 plus pages about something so I'm pretty sure I could write five pages. I think pages. he might also be
0: asking you to do it I mean I don't
1: No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you really... I work full time. No. <laughs> um, but. And then why I...
0: he wants to know why that's your favorite I
1: think it's like uh, it's a beautiful story which sounds kind of corny but like it is a beautiful story um, it takes place in the Victorian era which I love um, the cinematography is absolutely beautiful. The
0: cinematography in The Secret Garden is quite Yeah, amazing. the 1994 version. Yeah, yeah, like you're talking. Yeah,
1: um, the acting is really great. Like, everyone, even the kids give. There's only, like, the brat cousin, Colin. I think that's his name,
0: Colin. I haven't seen this movie Colin. in a very long time. Um,
1: the brat cousin, he has a couple scenes that he's, like, not super great in. But, like, these kids are, like, eight, like it's not—it's pretty rare where you get like an eight-year-old who's like Oscar-worthy. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it's very true. So by and large, I say it's good acting, beautiful costumes. Yeah, it's just like a really—I don't know—a really timeless movie with mm-hmm. timeless themes. There you go.
0: I didn't think you'd be able to answer it because it's hard to pick like one, like your one favorite yeah. movie. But there you go. You, there you have an answer, and it's good. Well, thank you for all of that, Josh. We'll hear from him again. I'm sure he likes to bother me. So I'm sure he'll come up with other questions. Uh, Caitlin is next. Hi, Taylor and Mike. What a great show. I'm loving the conversation you've been creating through film. uh, And to me, that is the power that film has the ability to start a conversation and show different people's, uh, sorry, show people's different opinions uh, and thoughts for discussion. I really enjoy when you both take opposite sides or respond to a question that's not necessarily agreeing with you. To me, that's what makes film so great. With that being said, I wish I could bring in something to disagree with, but I really agree with what Mike was saying about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, if it isn't a type of movie that you'd like from the start, you most likely won't like it after. I, for one, really enjoyed it and thought Mike's point about the painting being used as a lens for getting to know a person was really right on. My question for you both, um, for both of you, is about uh, that that kind of sometimes subtle imagery in a film are there examples you can think of uh, not working or working a little too well where the point of the film is lost in too much subtlety sorry that that's a bit of a big question but sometimes it's something I think a lot about Uh, did I miss the point of a film what that I was trying to make or did I miss it thanks again so that's an interesting point like uh, have you ever seen a film where you think it's too subtle the imagery that's being presented and you're fearing that you're missing the point of something. Um, I mean, there's definitely movies I've left thinking like, I don't think I got it. Like her smell is a good example.
1: Yeah, neither one of us really got that. Movie.
0: I, I don't know what they were trying to do. Tyler Vance has explained it a few times, and I'm and still I'm sure like, he's gonna explain I'm it sure. again. <laughs> if I bring it up, Tyler Vance will write another thing. Explain this is what the director was trying to do <laughs> with her smell, but like that's definitely a movie I left going, whatever. Like I missed the point here.
1: I can't, to be honest, like off the top of my head, I can't think of a great example. Uh, aside from, like, when the first thing that came to mind was Rosebud in Citizen Kane and how, like, oh, that's right. become, like, a meme, like, how, yeah. like, yeah. that symbolism uh, is now, like, made fun of and stuff. Um, probably those movies that I don't understand I just forget about, to be honest. Yeah, like,
0: no, it's true. Um, no, it's true.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying, I I'm sorry that I can't, uh, answer like off the top of my head and maybe I'll think about it and if we can return to it next week, mm. we will. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of dumb. So probably a lot of things go over my head. But if you're too dumb to even know it's going over your head, you're probably yeah, just going to... Yeah, I think
0: the hardest part is that uh, that maybe that question that she asks herself, like, am I missing the point of movie? I've had that for sure. I, I've definitely left movies thinking like did i miss the point did i get it but i wouldn't stress too much about it because that's like i am mean, honestly like like the question says that is the power of film it is open to interpretation and just because you didn't gleam what the director wanted, it doesn't mean you can't get something else out of it
1: i'm very much in um david lynch's uh did i guess right name right Sometimes I get David Lynch? David Lynch. That's a director? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm engaged to Daniel Lynch, so sometimes I get confused. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, David Lynch is yeah, the director. Yeah. Of Twin yeah, Peaks. Dan, yeah. Not Daniel Dan Lynch. Lynch is, is uh, marrying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> um so David Lynch, who um is known for making very like symbolic movies, like his movies are normally almost like dreamscapes. Um he refuses to explain his movies um notoriously to the point where like a lot of fans are frustrated because they kind of want the definitive answer of what his films mean but his rationale is that you know whatever the viewer brings to the movie whatever the viewer takes away from the movie that's the meaning intended so I kind of am in that philosophy of film watching that like you know if you missed the mark of the movie. That isn't really necessarily a statement on you. No. Um, it's, but whatever you read into the movie, that's what matters at the end of the day.
0: And Twin Peaks is a great example of of a show that like I, I gave a fair chance to and just co- couldn't get into it. Yeah. Lots of people love it, and and everyone gets something different out of it. But like for whatever reason, just rubbed the wrong way with me. So like I don't really care if I don't get it. To me, it's confusing and weird and nonsensical. And I don't, I don't like that. Now, I like subtlety. But right. for whatever reason, Twin Peaks didn't resonate with mm-hmm. me. So that's a good example of like that doesn't mean I'm right and everyone who likes Twin Peaks is wrong. It just means right. it didn't – for me, it just didn't give me what I was looking for. I just didn't get anything out of it.
1: And I think sometimes – so I'm a, I'm a big fan of Twin Peaks. Um, do I understand everything that – mr lynch is doing no no but that's like part of the the experience with his movies definitely um so i guess the movies that i don't understand i just you know leave them at the wayside whatever um although i would say um to uh that viewer that um if you feel like you've missed missed the point of the movie in my opinion that's often the fault of the director yeah, and not yeah. so much on the viewer. Yeah, the
0: director's gotta convey what they they want to, right? Like if they have a point they wanna make, that they've gotta convey it. And if people aren't getting it, then yeah, that's a that's a communication issue. They're not yeah. communicating it well.
1: The communication is the communication yeah. model has broken down, yes. as a media theorist <laughs> would say. Yes. Um but yeah, so my my example of kind of symbolism working would be David Lynch's movies but in terms of it not working honestly like the movies I don't get I just forget about like whatever there's so many movies out there who cares if we
0: again I will I I think the most recent example is have been our discussion around her smell because like here's here's a fan Tyler who who really loved it but you and I didn't and Mm -hmm. we all took different things from it and it just missed for us, but clearly the, the intention of the director did hit for somebody
1: I else. do have an example, because that reminds me. Um, hereditary. Oh,
0: Hereditary. Yeah. That's a, oh, that's to a me, good one for you. To yeah. I
1: thought it was the opposite. I thought the symbolism and like the theme was so heavy-handed right. that it took me out of the film-going experience, and I thought it was super predictable. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like everyone's losing their mind over this movie thinking that it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um it just didn't work for me. I thought it was I thought the symbolism and like the imagery was too obvious. Yeah. Um similar to my experience with Midsummer. Like it like just didn't work for yeah. me. Yeah. Um so yeah and I, I think yeah again that to me was the fault of the director but there are like many, many people who like hereditary. Oh
0: yeah, it was it was a big discussion. So
1: um, that would be kind of my one example that yeah. I just thought of.
0: Um, Jacqueline has the next question. Um, hi, Taylor and Mike. I guess I wanted to toss in my two cents as it were to d- to the discussion you <laughs> the discussion on YouTube being quote unquote sexist by first saying that I think you both have proven uh, you have pretty good heads on your shoulders and have good reasons for liking or not liking certain movies. My question is, do you think that the gender of a director really matters in the end of the story itself? What I mean to say is, do you think that the story, a story about a woman should have a woman director? Is that going to make the story that much better? I happen to think a story is a story and a story is a story, so who cares? But I also understood why some people think that perspective or personal history slash experience matter when writing, directing, or acting in a role. I'm a film student myself, so this is a much debated topic. Would love to hear your opinions. I mean it's an interesting thing because I think there are examples of, of both. Like one of, the, one of the movies that got, a, got big awards um, with, within Hollywood, like within writing but not anywhere else, was Eighth Grade which right. was about uh, a young woman in her eighth, in the eighth grade yeah. and going through a lot of horrible things that young women go through, written by Bo Burham, who is a male.
1: Comedian. S- Comedian. Very wicked funny.
0: Hilarious. And that movie was fantastic. Like fantastic and really modern and really interesting and had a lot of really cool things in it. So, you know, that that didn't seem to matter. Um, and, and I think that... I don't know when write. I think it's different. I think we're talking about three different things: acting, writing, and directing are three different things. I think writing and directing. I think you can do a certain amount of research for. I think you can bring in other voices and hear from other people and then take on projects. But with acting, I think it's so different. Like we've had debated on this show before about Scarlett Johansson's comments. (laughs) You know, sometimes a tree. If she she wanted to, sometimes you know, for acting for film. You need to give opportunities to, uh, to other people that, that haven't been before. So I think it, it's a little bit it's of a the, different
1: – It's kind of like the question of visibility. Yeah,
0: and I think that's a little bit different. But again, it, it is an interesting uh, topic of discussion.
1: I think like I'm of two minds on this, which I think Jacqueline also might be of two minds. I think that, yes, me, uh, you can tell a story – and not be of that certain identity, right? Sure. Like you yeah. could be a white person and direct like an, a quote unquote African American story. Sure. Yeah. Um you can be a man and direct a, a, a quote unquote women's story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, human experience in a way is universal. Yada yep. yada yada. Um, and I've certainly seen good movies. Well, like. I, I don't know I really don't get hung up on who like I'm not really interested when I watch a movie who directed it or who wrote it you know see, what I mean see like, I
0: am but I don't care about their gender <laughs> like no, I like, care about who wrote it and directed because I like to see that side of things but I but I, but I like what you're saying but you don't get hung up on it you're not yeah. so focused on
1: that I think um the question is about representation and visibility yeah, at the sure. end of the day for sure should women be afforded the space to tell female stories 100 absolutely um and if it means that um women if it means that so many men if it means someone is taking that opportunity away from someone else then we have a problem right mm-hmm. like the fact that like the directing and writing is dominated by males it's taking space away from women so mm-hmm. that's the problem i have same with like because African-Americans historically have not had the space mm-hmm. to tell their own stories. And
0: to act in roles that yeah, are meant for and them. And write their and own write. stories.
1: That it is a detriment to them when mm-hmm. a white person tells. So like Absolutely. case in point, Green Book, yep. which was written and directed by white people. And the
0: original intention of what Harriet was going to be until we got it this yes. year. right?
1: So to me that was a disservice to this marginalized community because you're taking space away for them in order to tell a story. So we've mentioned this a lot on the show. For me, it's not like, oh, men shouldn't be allowed to do this, women shouldn't be allowed to do this, trans shouldn't be allowed to do this, black and white, whatever, whatever. I just wish, like in my hearts of hearts, that everyone had the opportunity, and I know this is wishful thinking because so this isn't how the market works, but I feel like I wish there was space for everyone to tell the stories how they wanted to tell them oh, absolutely. within their experience. And,
0: and I understand what you're saying, but I also think that like yes it's it's wishful thinking but it is actually possible and I, I think just don't time think and time it's and, happen no, in my it won't. lifetime no it won't happen in your lifetime and people are too hung up on what's old and 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 the history of doing things a certain way and money and all these things but it is actually possible to do exactly what you're saying and still make a lot of money and still be very successful It's just people don't want to for whatever reason take the risk if we had never ever like if there was never a history of marginalizing anyone we'd never be having this conversation because the, no one would give a whatever if if someone wanted to direct yeah everyone just be making their own own things and and whatever they want you would
1: see what you wanted to see and maybe that movie was made by a man maybe it was by made by a donkey who cares yeah and that
0: yeah that's to me that's that's my i exact i agree exactly with what you're saying i think it's more about the representation and taking opportunities away from other people so if that's one way to do it then then there you go let's let's give opportunities back by letting people tell their stories but if if greta gerwig was like I'm gonna. Dri- I have a really good idea for a Superman movie. I'm gonna direct a Superman movie. Okay, what well, the, the character's male. It's technically an alien, but whatever. But like, I wouldn't care if it's a good idea and it becomes a good, a good story, thing. It, yeah, it's your it good storyteller. Yeah.
1: Um, I think the mark of a good storyteller is that you're able to tell multifaceted stories. Yeah. Um But again, it's when you're taking those opportunities away from people who yeah. have historically been silenced. Yeah, that's, that's where the there's is an issue. Yeah. Um, so it's
0: unfortunate because I think Jacqueline's asking a question and maybe it's being debated in film that, that actually probably that debate would never exist if it wasn't for the fact that opportunities have been taken away. So, it, you know, you've got to give – only will, will we ever get to a point where everyone has – actual equal opportunities and there's lots of space and room for everyone will that become no longer a debate
1: unfortunately money is still the driving force behind much of the arts which community. is
0: weird because you can make so much mo- but anyway it doesn't matter i mean look so at much black panther right things. like oh. that black is panther was, quote unquote an yeah.
1: african-american movie
0: directed by ryan kugler
1: um and it showed that it made money hand hand over fist, yeah. We're like, now, uh, you know, all the headlines were saying, oh, we're ready for, a- like, more <laughs> yeah, African-American yeah, stories, ready, blah, blah, blah. And, and even then, seeing the work
0: that Jordan Peele's doing, he's getting a lot of great work now and his successes.
1: It's just, I guess I'm just, I don't, I'm impatient. And to yeah. me, it's not moving fast enough. No. And I know, like, people like Nicole would agree with me that, like, we are clamoring for different stories. Although, um, I don't want to put words in Nicole's mouth, but she would say, well, we need to look to movies outside of north america because she knows plenty of maybe she can write in and give our viewers some examples she knows plenty of interesting women that are working in the Mm -hmm. industry right now isn't Um, it
0: funny though how even after examples like black panther you bring up a good point yeah huge money maker yeah wonder woman huge money maker um even greta gerwig's done like little women made a lot of money oh yeah even after those examples, the problem still hasn't gone away, which tells you that it's an excuse when people say, well, yeah. it's not going to make money. No, that's well, the like, excuse.
1: Uh, every time you look at the headlines and it's like, oh, we're now ready for like female coming of age stories. Like when um Ladybird came out, oh, the market is now ready. And, we and, always I were mean, ready. Like, Yeah, we were
0: <laughs> – and I mean we did get more, but we were like – that's not a new thing like boom and again that's part of the part of the problem it's everyone's problem and it's everyone's fault because it's not just the executives it's the people who let the executives get away from it it's the media who wrote that whoever wrote that article is wrong is incorrect because they're they're framing it in a way that they'll get clicks that's all they care about clicks yeah. so that's why I say we're ready for this because it's it's you're you're t- hitting on something that you're you're hitting on the pulse of something. It's it's the same reason why people around here, especially in Kingston, do this all the time, and it really annoys me on social media where someone's like blah this thing. They don't know anything about this thing. You're just throwing it out there because you want clicks or you want attention, whatever. You don't know anything about it. You didn't do any research in it. It's when someone like jumped down someone's throat for some movie for oh uh, you know th- this thing happened and like the people weren't even talking about it, but the media jumped on it. So it's everyone. We all – we're all part of the problem and we're all part of the solution. It's just some, someone somewhere in a big position of power has to start putting their money where their mouth is.
1: And like I've said all along, I think it just comes down to a problem of representation. Definitely. I'm not going to stop watching West Anderson movies. No. Well, why know? should you? Yeah. They're great films. Yeah. <laughs> why why like, should you? <laughs> if like a quote-unquote – and I hate doing this when you're like, oh, like the female West Anderson – that's not a great way to frame it. But if a woman decided wor- to world build in the way that Wes Anderson world built, most likely I would be a fan of her. Yeah, it doesn't but matter. that yeah. person, this hypothetical person, probably hasn't been afforded the space yeah. to tell stories in the way that Wes Anderson tells stories.
0: And hopefully that's that's the type of thing that we're going to see my
1: change. granddaughters will get to see yeah we'll get
0: to see uh, someone else and they're a name just like Wes Anderson and Christopher Nolan all these directors who have these distinct styles which I think Greta Gerwig's gonna develop as she as she goes but, but hopefully maybe it's her maybe it's someone else maybe there's there's so many female directors mm-hmm. hopefully someone will will be allotted that opportunity.
1: but I guess to answer Jacqueline's original question, No, I don't really care. No, I I think the question was like, do you care? Do you care, and do do you think it matters?
0: It makes the movie better. No, I don't think so either.
1: No, and we made the point of saying I'm not going to support a female director just because she's female. If I think her movie's crappy, her movie's crappy.
0: Yeah, I don't. Well, the movies I want to see, the movies I want to see because the trailers cut well or it looks interesting. I I don't care about that. I treat
1: male directors just the same as I would females. I don't think I'm any harder on female film directors than I am on male. No. Either you make a good movie or you don't.
0: Yeah. Director of Hearst Mill? Male. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Director
1: of Hereditary? Male.
0: <laughs> what other movies did we hate? <laughs> male, male, male. Um, Chris, our friend of the show, oh, is back. Oh,
1: Chris, I was worried about you.
0: Loved it's been a while. Joker. So this is what he says Loved Joker, didn't like little women, had a hard time hearing them talk. What happened to Not a Great Plan?
1: Fair enough about not being able to necessarily hear the dialogue. It in. was a
0: very, it was very quiet and and sometimes subtle and
1: and they speak not necessarily uh, in like modern English. That's true. That is a it's fair not, point. It's not so much to say that it's like old Shakespearean. No, but, but like it's certainly not quite. The yeah. pacing,
0: not quite what you hear. Today. Isn't
1: modern. No. So I take Chris's point. I mean, I watched, and this is probably a horrible habit dan and i have developed we watch everything with subtitles Mm, no matter what because i feel like a lot of actors mumble and we miss dialogue so i watch everything with subtitles even when i'm watching reality like i watch rupaul's drag race subtitles Mm. so um so it really
0: doesn't matter what it is you're just gonna subtitle
1: yeah, because I think it's a I can understand all the dialogue, and then sometimes it explains like the audio that's yeah, going on. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, I I personally didn't have a hard time understanding the dialogue, but I definitely I could have, understand it. I've been in films where yeah I wish I had subtitles, like definitely. Old Man in the Sea. Not Old Man in the Sea, the Lighthouse. O- the, light- <laughs> the Lighthouse.
0: You confuse that with Old Man yeah. and the Gun.
1: <laughs> uh, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. There was times where I wish yeah I had some. Uh, <laughs> subtitles um
0: what happened to not a great plan yeah we we just we haven't been doing headlines recently we'll bring it back like it's not going to go away forever we'll we'll do we'll do our headlines section every so often
1: we haven't deleted it it's just yeah. unfortunately um sometimes i get really busy yeah. at work and yeah. um i quite frankly just don't have times to get the headlines but i was thinking on the ride here if people wanted to send us in headlines as part of the yeah um, more like if you find an interesting headline that you want us to comment on if you give us enough time to read the article before yeah. we record the show yeah that can be part of not a great plan absolutely yeah we could definitely um, do that because really the the whole thing is sometimes i just don't have time yeah. to get the headline yeah
0: so in addition to fan questions everybody um same deadline by monday at five o'clock if you want um us to talk about a head movie headline Email your headlines in just like you do your questions to screeningandkingston at gmail.com and we'll add headlines, um, you know, back to not in. Not a great plan. Not a great plan. If whatever Taylor has, we'll add yours on top yeah. of it. Uh, send us your headlines. What do you want us to talk about? Headlines and questions to screeningandkingston at gmail.com.
1: But Chris, certainly when I have time in the week, I will get you some headlines. We will.
0: We will get, we'll bring back not a great plan. Don't worry. It's not going yes. anywhere. Um, thank you to all of our fans. It was great to have those questions. Yeah. We love having fan questions, so I'm glad um, that we had a lot. And, hey, we've spent more than half the show on fan questions, and that's It's my favorite
1: segment. I would spend the whole show on We've done
0: mailbags. Questions. We did one, didn't we? Didn't we do yeah, a mailbag? Yeah, because we were
1: off for Christmas holidays. Yes, yeah, so
0: we did one mailbag episode. And it was a lot yeah. of fun. But we'll if we ever
1: get that many, our viewers, our listeners are – I don't know. It's like they have a conspiracy. They always send us just enough,
0: or not enough. Not enough. Like we either get like we get four or five fan questions, which is kind of enough, four or five, or or we get one or or zero. Like yeah, it's, there's it's, some it's, weeks. It, it's we. I don't think we've ever gotten like three. Like it's yeah. <laughs> like it's always it's always it's too feast many. Mr. famine. Yeah, yeah. But hey, that's great. We, we love to hear love from it. you guys. Um. So now onto the movie review. As Taylor saw Sonic the Hedgehog this week, uh, Taylor. Yeah. Tell us about Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: So I wanted to see Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> and it's got mixed reviews. Mixed reviews I haven't yeah. read a lot about it. Uh, the The most I know about Harley Quinn is how they had to change the name of it. Because yeah. it wasn't quite performable at the box office. But um, my fiance, Dan, really did not want to see it. Interesting. Um,
0: so pre-marriage he gets to decide the movie.
1: We're pretty, like, I would say we're pretty fair in our movie watching. Like You kind of, like, even, even. Yeah, like, it's pretty even as to, like, how we pick the movies or if someone has picked, like, a couple in a row, the next person gets to pick. Like, I would say we're pretty fair. Um, Dan had his own personal reasons why he didn't want to see Harley Quinn. And he subtly has been hinting at wanting to see Sonic Ah. since, like, before Sonic So has this has come been an
0: interest of his yes. for a while.
1: So you know, I said, You want to go see Harley Quinn? And he's like, Fine, but like a Sonic playing. <laughs> and it is. And it is. And like, sure and I was is, like him and Han being like, <laughs> I think it's out of theaters. And he's like, it's been in theaters just as long as Harley Quinn. This and is then, also true. And I'm like, well I think it opened after. Yeah. Like he like he Dan always has a counter argument to my arguments. Mm. And then I said, you know, but like Those movies that aren't performing well don't stay as long. And he went, Sonic's performing much better than Harley Quinn. Wow, he beat you there. He He got you. He drove a hard bargain. (laughs) And then um, I was kind of like, no, we're going to see Harley Quinn. (laughs) And then I was at work and my coworker Bobby has a young son. He's about five, Ben. um, And they had gone to see Sonic, I think, like a little bit, I think over Family Day weekend. Mm. And I was telling her about this, and she went, "Well, you know what? Sonic's actually really good." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, so so Sonic got Sonic won out." Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna use this as like a Dan. We got to see Sonic, which so means therefore next time. even though surprisingly, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Okay, you were saying before I we did started, really that you enjoyed enjoy it. it. Yeah. So
1: it's kind of just I reviewed Detective Pikachu like way back, probably in mm-hmm. the summer, because mm-hmm. Dan and I rented it. Didn't really have any expectations for Detective Pikachu. Really enjoyed P- Detective yeah. Pikachu too. Yeah. And I would say it's similar. You know, you have that sort of CGI character and mm-hmm. then it's like operating in like a real world yep. with like real actors. Yep. Um, and the humor was similar that there was like a lot of like, the humor to me was very adult, but mm-hmm. not like blue, like not like no, no. swears yeah. or like, like innuendo. Like it was just like kind of like, I don't know, like almost like dad jokes, like right. jokes that like your dad would enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like one, like I'll give an I'll give an example. Um, and my delivery obviously won't be that great, but uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey plays the villain. Yes,
0: Doctor Robotnik.
1: Yes, and uh, Sonic is like obviously running away, <laughs> and the doctor goes, you know, there's no use in running. Besides, it's bad for the joints. They've proved it. That's like, <laughs> yeah. and he kind of like does like deadpan delivery and like, so like. A very
0: Jim Carrey novelty, yeah, like too. Like, yeah, like
1: kids wouldn't. No, kids
0: wouldn't. They blame. wouldn't care, yeah, yeah. but
1: there's like enough, there's enough sort of like. I don't even want to say, like, slapstick, but there's enough, like, visual humor that, like, young children will enjoy. And they'll, like,
0: love, like, Sonic. They'll yeah, he's love cute Sonic. And, and there was lots of cartoons of Sonic. Yeah. And yeah.
1: But the jokes are very much pointed at, like, the adults who are taking the kids mm. to the movie. Yes. Uh, I like
0: when they do that, though. When yeah. they give the ad- adults yeah. something. Yeah
1: and we're leaving and Dan's like we're the only ones here without a kid we probably were like we had gone wow. on a Friday at like 650 yeah but I think like just like you know we watched Detective Pikachu and we didn't have a kid with us like I think that the filmmakers are smart in really knowing who their audience is and that like yes it's it's a kid movie but really they're making this movie for like the adults who grew up with this intellectual property. Right, right. Because um, Sega Genesis doesn't even exist anymore. So, like, a five-year-old, if you said, do you want to play Sega? They, like, they have no has. clue, yeah. right? Yeah. So, in my mind, really, the writers are appealing to, like, people in their late 20s, 30s. Mm. Um Who remembers Sonic. Who remembers Sonic. Like, I... At my dentist's office, we had the Sonic game. Yeah. Like, that was, like, what my sister and I did before the dentist. So, um, I found the first little bit of the movie, maybe, like, I don't know, like, maybe the first 10 or 15 movies, like, the minutes, like, the setup, I found it kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, okay, like, I don't know. I, like, didn't really, like, I wasn't really into it. But then once... Sonic gets introduced to kind of the main human character. Like, they meet up, and the action really gets started. That's when, like, the movie really um, sets off. And essentially once, uh, really, once Jim Carrey's character is introduced, that, like, Jim Carrey is carrying this movie. Wow.
0: And is he back to his old self? Is this Jim Carrey
1: of the movie? Yeah, like, this is... Yeah. He was phenomenal. Wow. Like... It's, you know, people need to take breaks in their career. Yeah, of course. And people need to reset. and um, But he really, if you're a Jim Carrey fan, like, you will really, he steals every scene he's in.
0: Mm.
1: And his, like, physical humor, I wouldn't say, isn't necessarily on the same level as in the 90s. Because, right. you know, he's very much, he was known kind of as the elastic man I think Um, the rubber man Um, I would say his physicality he's still very physical but he doesn't pull as many faces as you'd be familiar with like Ace Ventura and stuff but in terms of his comedic timing oh my gosh like I just hope you go home and you're just like I hope he didn't even have a script you know what I mean? Like yeah, I hope yeah, that they you just, hope they just like go. Go.
0: Because that's <laughs> yeah. kind of how he used to yeah. make his oh, for movies. Sure.
1: So, yeah. um, and you do kind of get that sense that he just has these singers that you're like, they they couldn't have written that. That's Jim Carrey.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It wasn't too long, like I wasn't like checking my clock or anything. Like, I think it's an hour and a half, but mm. it like flew by once that's set up. And it's hard because you're inter- I appreciate what they were trying to do in the sense that you know, you're introducing children to a franchise, right? Um, this likely the hope will be that this would be the first in a series yeah. of movies. Yeah. You have to do a little bit of
0: you have to tell, you have you to, have tell to a yeah, lot you of have
1: stuff. to explain why is this yeah. purple or sorry, why is this blue talking fast hedgehog yeah. on earth? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to do um, that. Yeah. I just felt it was clunky, but, and I've said this before on the show. Sometimes there's things that I don't agree with or didn't enjoy, but if I was the filmmaker, I don't know how I would have changed it to make it better. Like, I think they were doing kind of the best under the circumstance.
0: As the first movie, you're kind of finding your legs. You have to explain a lot. Things you wouldn't necessarily have to do in the next couple movies in the franchise. And
1: so, you know, they'll be stronger. It's like, um, without it becoming a prequel movie, you still have to have set up, right? So that was kind of the only thing um, I found not so great. There's a really great performance. I don't know all the names of the actors. The police officer is like a pretty famous guy.
0: Who's like the Sonic's buddy. The guy yeah. That, yeah. James Marsden. Yeah. This is so the, he yeah, does
1: yeah. a really great job. I don't know what the name of his wife, but she puts in a pretty solid performance. Um There's a sister-in-law in in the movie who, again, just steals every scene she's in. I don't know the name of the actress. I haven't seen her before. But, oh, my gosh, she was hilarious. Um, The one thing that – so it's not one thing because I had mentioned the setup. I guess the second thing that sometimes I have a problem with is that it's hard to – Act to something that's not actually there. Right, yeah. And You're acting to nothing
0: when it's a CGI character. Yeah,
1: sometimes you could tell mm. that it just didn't seem like they weren't emoting with the character, but emo- emoting out at because you know when they were filming they were probably looking at like a like a can of pop or and, like whatever. And right? they
0: changed Sonic's look since the first yeah. trailer so they've all already rendered it twice so like done a lot of changes so there's yeah. probably like things that are a little off and weird. Yeah. So
1: there's like one scene where James Marsden's character is like I think he is acting either surprised or shocked and he's supposed to be like mm. reacting to Sonic but because there isn't a human for him yeah. to react to it seems a little inauthentic yeah
0: yeah it doesn't quite work and no. i don't
1: think i mean it's not like this is new i mean disney has done this for yeah. a long time where they would mix like 2d animation oh, yeah. with like real live time. actors so it's not like this is like a new medium but every once in a while you could tell like oh they're that's not a real thing mm. they're acting to yeah. you know what i mean yeah and I don't know if that's poor direction, poor editing, or poor acting, or mm-hmm. a combination of all three. Because um, James Marsden is a good actor, but he also isn't, like, an amazing No, actor. no. You know what no. I mean? Like, it could have just been, like, a poor acting scene for him. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Much more fun than I thought it would be. Um. Dan gives it – I asked Dan, I said, is it a see it? A stream it or a skip it. And he went, Taylor, I hate those rankings. Tell everyone that I give it the hang 10 sign. So Dan and I, you know the, like the surfer dude? Like oh, yeah, right yeah, on yeah, 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 Radical. Yeah. Um, Dan and I do that sign to each other. So he's like, tell everyone that I give it the hang 10 symbol, which is a see it for Dan. Okay. Um, I'm kind of on the fence between... A scre, a see it and a stream it because okay. it was like it was a lot of fun, but also like I didn't have to pay for my tickets. I used my movie points. Like, would I spend? I guess the thinking is, would you? Would I spend twenty plus dollars? Yeah, on that's this the movie? question.
0: Versus that, that's where the that's where the see it versus stream yeah. it is. Is it's not? It, yeah, it's quality of movie to that point. Would you spend money to see this movie? In the theaters,
1: I think it would be just as funny on the small screen. In my then opinion, then it sounds
0: like a stream it to, to me. me. It's a
1: stream it, even yeah. though I gave it like a very good no stream it can be good. Um, but it's like you, it's one of those movies. Also, like if you have kids, yeah, you know, um why it's so expensive to take your kids to the movies yeah,
0: why not wait till you can stream just yeah it and just then throw stream it, it at and...
1: home with your kids yeah. or go to classic video and rent a copy yeah, yeah. that's gonna cost you a fraction yeah. of how much it is to take the kids yeah. to the theater that's
0: what that's the part of the our ranking system that I like is that we're not saying that stream-its are necessarily well, I guess we are, aren't as good as, as Skip is. It. But it's it's not, just, is it that good that you got to run to the theater that's the and thing. pay money to see it because it's so good? For
1: me, like, is this a rush to see it? Yeah. No, and obviously one. not because no. this movie came out in February and we're only seeing it. Then
0: then to me, you're saying stream it. Yeah, and Song Dan like gives John.
1: it the hang, t- the hang 10 symbol. <laughs> hang 10 symbol from Dan.
0: <laughs> Taylor gives it a stream it. And, and
1: Bobby in the office she was a see-it.
0: And Bobby in the office, see-it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Sonic the Hedgehogs. That's good. Yeah, I I. Uh, I didn't see a movie this weekend because I saw two last week, and I just decided to stay home and catch up on some streaming. Um. So I, I watched uh, another Jim Carrey thing, Kidding, which is Jim Carrey's kind the of TV drama show. show. Yeah, it's in its second season, and I, I hadn't started watching the second season yet, so I, I started watching some episodes of that.
1: It's kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, the premise is kind of like – he plays sort of a Mister Rogers mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. but he's nothing like Mister nope. Rogers in real he's, life. He's
0: um he's uh I mean he's not uh, he's not necessarily mean, but he has issues. So right. he he's a good spirited person, but the good is there and there's things eating him alive on the inside he's got a lot of anger issues he has a lot of um home issues he has a lot of personal issues um sounds and,
1: a little bit like jim carrey yeah and all art imitating life
0: and i will say it was it's his his performance through two seasons so far has been fantastic
1: he's a great uh uh serious oh absolutely
0: i every every serious role i've seen him in, he's been great in um but yeah i think i think kidding if i'm recommending something to someone like i i have it on crave but you can get it on a couple different things but kidding is a really good tv show um it is dark and it is more adult it's not for young people it's not for kids even though he's you do see his puppet show stuff go on, but it's it's really the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. stuff that's interesting. So yeah, that that's what I did this weekend, caught up on some streaming, but I definitely highly recommend Kidding to people. Um, if you're looking for something to watch and really like focus on, I would, I would definitely recommend Kidding.
1: Did you watch anything else?
0: Lost in Space. Okay. I know I've mentioned that on this show before. Lost in Space is one of my favorites of the of new stuff, of, of like Netflix as right. a Netflix show. I'm still waiting for, you know, I'm the next episode of Strange, next season of Stranger Things, and Atypical, and other shows. Aren't that I'm waiting you so
1: on. ticked about the trailer for Stranger Things?
0: It definitely gave away something i didn't want to know right away
1: yeah like oh my gosh that's like to me like second episode reveal yeah you don't reveal that i don't that want to spoil in it for yeah. people if but you can watch i mean it's they're very easy they're to afraid
0: see the- though that without that thing happening people won't actually tune yeah, in yeah i know because he's the best part of the show yeah that's what people are saying uh, it's like well that people won't tune in but i don't know i, I feel like you left it open enough that pe- there would be interest
1: i mean if anyone watched the post scene credits oh yeah About the post-credit scene, I don't know. I just thought, like, oh my gosh, like
0: it did I I was like that it, it didn't make, it did make me mad but it did did make me go oh well that's you could have told me that in the second episode I would have yeah. been okay with that but I don't know they've I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've been hit for me all over the place like I've loved everything of yeah. stranger things so if they are revealing this maybe it means there's other things going on
1: there has to be a bigger
0: Kingsman did that the second Kingsman movie did a big reveal that Colin well spoiler alert but whatever these movies are a little older Colin these movies are like five or six yeah. years old so come on uh, Colin uh, Firth yeah Colin Firth Colin Firth's character was alive and they spoiled it in the trailer it's because that wasn't the point of the movie that wasn't the big reveal right. it was, it, it was going to be solved like instantaneously at the beginning Yeah. and they wanted to do that to be for people to be like how the heck is he alive like that yeah. the mystery became Kimmy. more of it yeah so I, I again you gotta if you trust the filmmakers and trust the creators which I do with Stranger Things l- let them Okay, I'm just going to give them right. a shot. But, yes, I did have that reaction. I'm like, like why? Why would you and do that? It was that? on
1: Instagram. I'm just, like, yeah. casually scrolling on Instagram. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even get, like, a spoiler warning. Like, you know. <laughs> no, like- you got
0: to put a spoiler warning out, people, when you yeah. talk about things. Um, but, anyway, that that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So, thank you, everybody, um, for, for tuning in. And we'll you'll hear from us next week.
1: Yeah, go see some movies. I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you?